Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show. With Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. jacket off a couple times this past weekend. I, I was hot. Oh, awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it being uh, being warmer when I get down there uh, the weekend of the 11th. So, And we'll talk about that a little bit later, listeners. And you know what we're doing right now, for people that are watching, is we're doing a simulcast um, of uh, tonight's uh, episode um, on Blog Talk Radio and right here on Facebook Live, and uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's uh, working out so far. Except for a little bit of feedback, I hear an echo on Bob's side. <laughs> and we got Wes Bennett. We got Wes Bennett watching. He says, "Woohoo! I know those people." LOL. Salute. How you doing, Wes? We got Deb Evans, one of our regular listeners and and now watchers, joining us. So, you know, stay tuned, folks, because after our first segment of news and and stuff like that, we want to hear from you guys there um, in the comments below. And we want to know what martial arts or arts that you do um, and uh, why you chose that art and stuff like that. Now, uh, I got to tell our uh, watchers, our viewers, actually, that if our feed goes down, um, well, I'll just put it right back up. Um, and you can find this, this feed. In fact, I need to go back here real quick. You can find this feed on my page, which is where, you know, most of you guys are watching it now, but you can also find it on the dynamic Dojo uh, radio talk radio page as well. In fact, I'm going to share it right now. I'm going to share it to the page. Here we go. Dynamic Dojo talk radio and I'm going to say 
for live. We're, oops, I can't spell. <laughs> We're live. Okay. Here we go. All right. So, oh wait, why won't it do it? Oh, you know what? I gotta change. I gotta change our feed to public. Really? To make that work? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Let's see here. Share to a page. Dynamic Don't Don't Talk Radio. And here. Okay. All right. So stay tuned. We, we want to hear from you guys. We're going to open the phone lines on Blog Talk Radio at about 6.20 or so. Uh, but you guys can tell us a little bit about what martial art you do live in the comments down below. Uh, and a little bit later, we're going to speak to the curator of the Martial Arts History Museum, Michael Matsuda. All right. And Wes Bennett just uh, shared our show. He says, shared, hopefully it'll get some reach. So, yay. All right. Well, what is going Where are you, Bob? I... <laughs> well, you know, I'm in the living room, and which is a tab store kitchen. And my wife decided she needed to use the microwave at this very point in time. Oh, I thought you got into so your that car. Was... No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. No, same type of beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, remember, folks, our phone lines aren't going to open until about 6.20 or so or about 6.30 or something like that. So, you know, you can listen to the show if you want, but I'm not opening the phone lines until then. Now, got... you know, I do want to point out, though. What's that? What's that? Uh, the trouble we had with trolls last week. Oh. If there is anybody who is a troll that decides that they're going to say some inappropriate things on our show tonight, they will get clicked off faster than they came on. <laughs> I know, right? They think they're funny. They might do this for kicks or whatever, and they think they're funny to, to themselves, legend in their own mind. So this better not happen today. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> I don't stand Absolutely. for that. I don't stand for that kind of crap ever. So, I mean, you know, I mean, what am I supposed to think when someone calls in? When most of our viewers and listeners know that phone lines don't open until 630, and when someone calls in long before that, kind of makes you wonder. So, yeah, after the trouble we had last week, absolutely. Yeah, and if somebody really wants to talk to us, they'll wait. Okay? If the troll wants to sit there and wait for two hours, that's, that's his or her business. Right? <laughs> but we'll see yep. what happens. We, we even had trolls that called back. I, <laughs> I know, right? It's kind of like we must be that fun show or something that, you know. But, you know, if we keep talking about them, they're going to keep calling back because they want that attention, right? So, anyway, right. our phone number here, folks, when the phone lines open, is 347-677-0699. So, you can tell us a little bit about your uh, the martial arts that you do or teach. And we'll also be talking to Michael Matsuda after he's done with his classes. Um, and Deborah says, okay, buffering way too much. I'm leaving here. Might try again later. Yeah, <laughs> try again later. <laughs> Reset your modem too, Deb. You know, sorry. <laughs> just, 
Sorry, nothing I can do about you about your internet. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Who do you have for birthdays there, Sifu Bob? Okay. Now, I got to explain something. Last week, my wife gave me a bunch of crap. And I have to point this out. Because after I got done with birthdays, she said, oh, is that all the birthdays that we have this week, really? And I had to look. I know when her birthday is. I had to look, though. And it's it's I'm not going, this week. Honey, it's, it's not this week. And she said, made you look, though, didn't I? I said, yes. Yeah. So, made, you, made you wonder. It did. I thought I was in deep trouble. Uh, so, on the 31st of this month, we have my wife, Jenny Deal, and my longtime friend. I mean, somebody I've known since we were five. We went to kindergarten together. Wow. Ed Monson. His is also on the 31st. Wow. Uh, MMA champion, fighter, Ronda Rousey. Her birthday is on the 1st. My friend, Matthew Moy. Han Lee, the actor on Two Broke Girls, his birthday is on the 3rd. My uh-huh. son that gave me a beautiful granddaughter about a year ago, his birthday is on the 4th. And someone that we affectionately known as Kung Fu Cowboy, Richard Del Connor, his birthday is also on the 4th. And do you have any birthdays this week? I do. I want to send a shout out to, uh, to some people uh, yesterday. Uh, my brother and another brother in the martial arts, uh, Abdul Azim McDaniel, his birthday was yesterday. And uh, actor Paul Pinkard, his, uh, his uh, birthday was yesterday. And my Facebook friend Gordon Keane, also yesterday. We've also got a previous student of mine, Avon Hines, um, who was yesterday, upcoming. We've got uh, Steve Kaliski. And um, and on Wednesday we got Tim Ruziki and uh, Victor Gendrano Jr. And uh, do you have this, Bob? Sorry to interrupt, folks, but Bob, do you have this playing in the background? I have nothing playing in the background. That's weird, because I hear an echo. But whatever. Okay. And uh, Thursday the second. Uh, Carlos Pagan Soto on the third uh, previous student of mine um, Heather Hansen we've also got uh, Tom Kinder also on February the third um, a Wushu uh, practitioner out here in the great northwest Tom Diamond uh, we've also got Neil Hall and on Saturday the fourth you already said Kung Fu Cowboy we've also got Siku Kevin Miller and Sifu Julio Hernandez. And that's it for my birthday. So for everyone, having a birthday this week, this thing's for you. We sing happy birthday to you. And may all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday.
Because I see Sensei Elaine Yamana watching Sensei. Yeah. Two weeks from yesterday, I want I want to see you at the Dynamic Dojo Honor Day at the Martial Arts History Museum. I wanted to say that to her, and I haven't had a chance yet. And yes. bring as many students as possible. <laughs> yes, please. Everyone in the L.A. Burbank, that whole general area, you guys are invited for the Dynamic Dojo Day at the Martial Arts History Museum. So, you know, we were we were absolutely shocked when we heard that Michael Matsuda had chosen to uh, honor the show, to honor me and Bob, the show, actually, as an entity. Um, so please, please come by. It'll be a big party um, and uh, potluck, the whole nine yards, big party, and afterwards... It's going to be the Martial Arts History Museum's very first 24-hour fundraising telethon to raise funds for their expansion to a larger space, hopefully this year. So let's do it. Um, Sensei Elaine says, when? Date? February 11th, Sensei Elaine. February 11th, uh, 4 p.m., starts at 4 and uh, it's at the Martial Arts History Museum. And then after that, um, at, from 4 to 6 is Dynamic Dojo Day, big party. Um, and uh, after that will be the Martial Arts History Museum's uh, first telethon. In fact, the Dynamic Dojo Day is going to kick it off. So there you go. <laughs> and we've got Humberto de Jesus watching. Hey, no relation to me, but kinda. You know, we're we're all cousins. <laughs> That's we're right. Related. We're all related. All right, let's move on. Um, so that was one announcement, and I'm pretty sure we're going to talk more about the telethon uh, when Michael Matsuda joins us a little bit later. Um, Elaine says, oh, I would have attended if I wasn't going to Laughlin for my birthday. Boo. So I don't think she can make it. <laughs> Darn. Anyway, <clears throat> Janie says, so we to Janie. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big honor to, to be honored at the Martial Arts History Museum. I mean, you know, when we first started the show about four something years ago, Bob and I were like, gosh, wouldn't it be cool 
if the show got honored, that's so much like this here. But it's bing, bada, boom. There you go. Here we are. There right? it is. There it is. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. All right. So let's move on with the show. Um, you know, it, I think I think we normally can you tell it's been a while since we've actually done health news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have any health news. Bob, what do you got? I hear yeah. that a lot. We're going to do health news. In fact, I've got like a video actually um, and audio, of course, of, of this health news. And it's about people that do the weekend warrior thing. So I'm going to turn the camera around here. Let me do this. And come on, turn around. Turn the camera around. And we're going to have a look see at this video, shall we? So, here we Today's go. morning round, the wind for weekend workouts. A new study finds people squeeze all their recommended exercise into weekends, major health benefits. So-called weekend warriors have a 30% lower death rate compared to people who are not active. Dr. Jordan Messel is a sports medicine specialist at New York Hospital for Special Surgery. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. So what did this find is this research that we could be inactive during the week and make up for it on the weekend? People are cheering every day. Exactly. Listen, I'm a big fan of exercising every single day. So I, I don't want to take this study too far. I think what they showed was that if you do nothing, that's not good for you. If you do nothing during the week and you do a lot on the weekend, that's better than doing nothing. I'm still a big believer that doing a little bit every day is probably the best thing. Yeah, but the goal was 150 minutes a week, right? That's right. The American College of Sports Medicine and the American uh, number of the medical societies talk about 150 minutes per week as the, really the goal you want to get the medicinal value of exercise. It's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours a week. What about high-intense workouts? Are you going to be for 10, 15 minutes? That's right. Do your job. You bet you they do. So I'm, I'm really interested in the science of intensity and high-intensity workouts. And what I found is that compressing that workout into 10, 15, 20 minutes first thing in the morning is tremendously helpful. You can really maximize your benefits. So it's probably about a two-to-one conversion. So if you're doing 15 minutes of high intensity, it's about 20, like 30, 35, 40 minutes equivalent of a moderate exercise. I've heard you say that it's the most effective drug in the world. You just mentioned it probably about medicinal. What do you mean exactly by that? Yeah, Gail. So actually, we're doing an interesting program now at Cornell Med School. We're, we're doing a thing called Prescribing the Medicine of Exercise. It's the second-year medical school curriculum seminar. I love this so much. And the concept is that everyone knows, like, exercise is good for you and you come here like all right our eyes glaze over when we hear that i don't we know that already i don't know but everybody does that people are more likely to be yeah. yeah, but, but yeah. so that's the issue is the medicinal meaning that if you took the medicine of exercise and you looked at the efficacy of this across the entire spectrum of the human body starting with the brain kind of memory anxiety it's the only drug that's effective against dementia it's been proven to prevent 13 types of cancer cholesterol, diabetes. It's really the most effective drug we have. No side effects. It's free and it works for every single person that takes it. And so teaching people not to think about exercise as it's good for me, but there's actually a very strong medicinal component to it is, is really important. And then thinking about teaching doctors in the future how to prescribe yeah. it is, I think, where you exercise how long you live. Yeah. I've been taking a pill. And not only how long you live, but how well you live. But I didn't. It, I think it was helpful to know that if for some reason you're really busy during the week, that you can make up for it on the weekend. Not ideal, but it, you can make up for it. That's good. Something is better than nothing. Thank you, Dr. Jordan. That's all. All right. So that was that. <laughs> all right. Let's. Uh, hey, the camera around. Oh, wow. Hey. We have nine seconds, or now considered two digits. 
Johnson then went to a bank 
gave a note to the teller saying he had a bomb and a weapon, according to the paper. Johnson left the bank with $5,000 only to go back to the casino and resume his blackjack game, according to the paper. Johnson was arrested the next day after detectives received an anonymous tip. After searching his residence, investigators found a yellow legal pad matching the paper used for the robbery note, as well as a hat similar <coughs> to the one worn by him in the surveillance video, according to WCHC, WCHS-TV. Detectives also found a large amount of money stuffed into Johnson's couch. They also recovered $500 of the stolen money from the same table where he had been playing blackjack. At Wednesday's hearing, Johnson told the judge he'd taken a few drugs the day of the robbery, but recognized himself after seeing the video from the bank, according to the Associated Press. Johnson will learn how much time he will spend in prison when he gets sentenced on March 2nd. Okay, oh, so my he, God. He robbed a bank, and he used that money to gamble some more? Uh-huh. <laughs> what an idiot. And Terry uh, <laughs> Hernandez says he probably lost the money at the blackjack table. <laughs> Oh, I think he did. He went back to the same blackjack table. Oh, wow. That's just, that's just wonky. I just, sad. you know. That's you, just sad. It is. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. Let's go move on to entertainment news. Oh, entertainment God. news. Well, Floyd Mayweather says he wants to give the public what they want. Floyd Mayweather says he's all about giving fans what they want. And they want him in the ring with Conor McGregor. Floyd Wait, 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 back up. Okay, Conor McGregor as in the MMA fighter. Right. Okay, I can't wait to hear the rest of this story. (laughs) Floyd added fuel to the fire Saturday night as he yacked with Showtime's Jim Gray after Connor said he's his after Connor said his sights are set on fighting the boxing champ. Floyd hedges for sure, but keeps coming back to the central point. He's more than open to the fight. As for Connor, he said the next time he steps into the ring will be with him wearing eight-ounce boxing gloves. He's huh. essentially saying he's putting the U- his UFC career on hold, which is kind of shocking. Huh. So it looks like there may be a Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight. So, but does this mean that they're going to be using just boxing rules, or is Mayweather going to actually like learn to kick and stuff like that? It doesn't say, but I hope they step a little bit out of the box and I hope they mix it up and mix the two rules together. Right. Oops, sorry. Hold on a second. Because why would, why would McGregor fight Mayweather's fight? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Mayweather may, may, may jack him up. Yeah. That's a good point. So. You know, I remember when... 
when uh, Mayweather challenged Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in, in, in lieu of some, some recent activity on in the Rousey camp, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, why, why don't we do this? Um, it's about 6.28, and um, yes, I know, we haven't opened the phone lines yet, but let's do this real quick. Let's go ahead and take a short break, and when we come back, we'd like to hear from our friends that are watching right now. We want to hear a little bit about what martial art you do, and even if you're, even if you don't do martial arts, you know, please stay on, because this is going to be interesting. My cousin Diane is watching again. Um, Gary Hernandez says, if anyone remembers Muhammad Ali challenged, um, if anyone remembers Muhammad Ali challenged a wrestler and that didn't work out well, I don't remember which wrestler that was. And I'm assuming that Muhammad Ali was using wrestling, right? But bless you, Bob. Well, let's Thank do this. You. Let's go take a short break. Um, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what martial arts you guys do just comment down below and uh we'll talk about it whoops my <laughs> what was that that was my that was weird it was my it was my uh what do you call it uh, my screen protector go figure my screen protector just like dropped i'm gonna put it right back on my phone here that was weird it just like dropped <laughs> right off, and it's it's made it's made out of tempered glass, right? Oh yeah, so, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing I'm just guessing that the the uh, well, did I zoom? There we go. I'm just guessing that um, the adhesive kind of died on it or something, <laughs> but it's just like. I was like, whoa, that was weird. Anyway, when we come back, let's hear about your guys' your guys's martial arts. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words, which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children, and we are relying on you. 
help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial arts. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is C. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? Or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. And we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Christina and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. And uh, right now, Bob and I just want to hear from our friends on our live Facebook feed about what martial arts that you do and what got you started in it. How old were you when you first got started? Um, if you give us a call and you'd like to... Uh, Talk to us live. Just press one, and later on, we're going to have Michael Masuda of the Martial Arts History Museum uh, will be joining us. So that'll be fun. All right. So let's start. Let's start with us, and then we'll get to our friends on the uh, um, on the Facebook feed. So Bob, your first martial art. Yes. What got you into it? Uh, well, my first martial arts was Taekwondo. Uh-huh. Because at that point in 1974, there was nothing else around right. around here. It was all Taekwondo, maybe <clears throat> some Judo. But at that point, there was, I'm trying to remember exactly, because you know that was 40 years ago. Uh-huh. It, it was one or two days ago. Uh it was something that I just wanted to do. I didn't have a bully problem at the time. Uh, nothing special. It was just something I wanted to try. Oh, cool. Very cool. Uh, for me, my first art was Butokukan Karate. And uh, back then, you know, there, there, was, uh, there was Kung Fu, but it was in Chinatown, which really wasn't all that far from my house, it was just that my dad didn't want to drive me there. <laughs> so, um, so there came this, there came this time 
where my sensei got a grant to teach karate in a local community center, which was just a few blocks away from our house. And my mom enrolled us enrolled us into that class because it was something I wanted to do. And my sister and I were fighting a lot, you know. It was summer vacation and we had nothing to do, so we just do little hellions and stuff. So it was a great way for my parents to get a couple of hours away from all the noise. <laughs> you know. And like I said, I'd always wanted to do it. I grew up watching the Kung Fu TV series and stuff and uh, always wanted to do it. I mean, I had tried a little bit of uh, Filipino martial arts at the Filipino Community Center when I was younger, like when I was like you know, six, seven or whatever, but I wasn't serious about it. So I, I started getting serious around eight or nine, and uh, there we go. And that was it. I fell in love, fell in love with karate. And it's still a part of me to this day. Anyway, cool. very cool. So, um, <clears throat> Bob, someone from the 818 area code. Oh, that's lady. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. <okay. laughs> you should have waited two seconds. You would have known. You would have looked yeah. so smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. Our, sorry, sorry about that, folks. Uh, my, my, live feed, my live feed goes dead whenever I get a text. Go figure but so, lady, if you want to talk to us, just press one. Just making sure. Just making sure you want to talk to us. Just press one. Just making sure you don't want to listen. Yeah. Oh, and she there she went. There we go. And we've got our road warrior paparazzi event photographer of Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, Lady Lelaine Reed, joining ah. us. How you doing, lady? <laughs> Hello, guys. How was that for an introduction? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing. Oh, can you hear me? Can My you hear name me? always. Yeah, I can hear you both. Okay. Yeah, people always have problem pronouncing my name, so. <laughs> oh, blah, 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 blah. I don't have yeah. problems pronouncing it. I have problems spelling Lelaine. L- L- I have, I have. That's my problem. I can't spell it. You oh. can spell so, it, so and some my, people my can pronounce list it. My contact is Lady Reed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lady L. Reed. It's just fine. I'll accept it. You Thank go. you. <laughs> Let me get the. I actually uh, just. I gotta do. I gotta do something with the sound here. Let me figure out what's going on with this. Okay. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Let's All right. Here. Uh. Here, my sound is being really weird. I might have to plug in something different and see what happens. But fact, I usually fix the sound com- com- coming out of, some- of-, of somewhere with duct tape. You know, people are gonna think that you're like some person that makes oh something like that. <laughs> oh wait, you are. But I anyway. am. I am. <laughs> what are you up to, lady? What's going on over there in your neck of the world? Oh, uh, we are quiet right now. Uh, I was just watching you online on Facebook earlier, but unfortunately, the connection wasn't good, so I was missing a lot of stuff about what you're talking about, so I decided oh. to call in. Oh, very cool. Oh, very cool. So let's ask lady the same question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The question You're is, on now. Oh my God. <laughs> the question is, what 
is what martial art do you do? And uh, what, what, what martial art do you do now? And if you did a previous martial art, what, what was it? Well, right now I'm doing um, Tang Soo Do, right? Uh-huh. And a little bit of Taekwondo and uh, Wei Kun Do, Jit Kun Do, and Wing Chun. And, wow. of course, uh, Tai Chi and Shibashi also. Oh, cool. What style of Tai Chi? Uh, Yang style. And uh, thanks to you, I am learning the Chen style too. <laughs> the short yeah. form anyway. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, I'm I'm all for coming back and getting you guys versed on the full boat. I, you know, I don't Yay. I don't teach I don't teach the you know I don't teach the quote unquote half ass. You know, the full boat, a full art. Yeah. You know, all the way down to push That'd hands. That would be great. Yeah, push hands and the fighting applications and the forms, the weapons, the whole nine yards. So. Yeah, yeah that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Anyway, yeah. uh, before I started uh, Tang Soo Do, I actually started when I was 16 in Taekwondo in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And um, um, unfortunately, uh, it was only for a short time because uh, I had an accident, a car accident, and um, I almost lost my my foot and... I thought, you know, I can't kick anymore, and therefore I uh, studied karate instead. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you, I also uh, love karate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta, and Tanjiro is a Korean version, so, you know, it's all the same for me now. Well, right on. Very cool. I, but did, did you know she's got very special... Legs. Did you know that, Rusty? They, their legs have a radar. <laughs> oh, my groin. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They have a radar. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's not but, Rusty, it's, it's so bad. If, her, if any one of her male students are not wearing a cup, they will not spar her. Control it, you know. Somehow, <laughs> it always ends there. The most effective, right? Right. Most effective <laughs> technique for a woman. Hop. Mash him in the ball. That's, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yep. Frost oh, right. cake, and that's it. That's right. <laughs> well, do you remember the movie Hot Shots with uh, uh, Charlie Sheen when he yeah. kicks uh, James Liu in the groin and James oh. Liu spits out a couple walnuts? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I do remember that. Oh my goodness! So we've got so we've got some comments here about the martial arts that they've done. So let me scroll here. From uh, Janie, she says, I'm a Taekwondo practitioner. I started when I was 15, but I had to stop and didn't get back into it until five years ago. But I'm also studying a mix of Wadoryu. It just says Wado, but I'm assuming Wadoryu, Karate, Jiu-Jitsu, and Shotokan. Yeah, Wadoryu. From uh, from a master who was a student of Jun Ri. 
I did a little Aikido in the 1990s. I also run the only ladies' self-defense school in the area. Right on, Janie. Right on. And we've got Master Gary cool. Hernandez also writing in. He says, judo at first, then got my black belt in taekwondo, hapkido, kickboxing, and the superfoot system. Cane master system. Oh, really? And the RDT self-defense system. Um, he started back in 1978 till now. That's about when I started, too, Master Gary, around 1970, 1978, when I got serious about uh, karate. <laughs> uh, when I tried, you know, Filipino stick fighting at the Filipino Community Center, I was still a kid, and I was just like, what's this? This is a stick. What am I going to do with it? So I kept twirling it around, bonking myself in the head and dropping it on the floor. I just was, I was one of those students that I kind of, that I teach now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's pretty funny. So let's hear from, let's hear from everybody else. Uh, oh, we've got uh, people calling in. Let's uh, let's take a. Uh, do you know where 704 is from? Is that Professor Patrick? Let's find out. I would say it is. Let's see. Area code 704. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Hey, Dynamic Dojo, Bob and Rusty. How you guys doing? It is Professor Patrick McDaniel. Yeah, it is. From the cool. Noble. System. Right on. Thanks for joining us. Right on. And uh, Professor Patrick is a um, is a frequent guest co-host. Whenever he calls in, <laughs> he becomes a guest co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's funny how that works. I know. So since we have Professor Patrick on the line here, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what martial arts do you tell our listeners about the Noble Way? Well, um, what it is is a contribution to Kajikimbo. I started Kajikimbo in 1973. And it's kind of like one of those things where uh, I'm I'm looking to study uh, some form of martial arts. I I grew up in a a mid-sized town in West Texas. And Uh uh, being a a, a Navy brat, as a very young boy, I lived in California and used to watch uh, The Green Hornet with Bruce Lee. So I always had this uh, this fascination to learn this extremely unique fighting style of, of some said form of fashion, which I really didn't know. I really didn't know that there were so many variations at the time as a young boy. I just knew it was something different than John Wayne, you know. Right, so right. I wanted to I wanted to learn a, a unique fighting style. And um, after my mother and father divorced, and I moved back to Texas with my grandparents, the only school in town was a taekwondo school. I didn't know what it was then, but, you know, later on I realized that's what it was. However, a very strange thing happened. I, I catch the city bus to go and try and get into this, this building that I saw karate at the top, and I uh-huh. had to find an entryway. I couldn't get in the building. <laughs> I did not know how to enter the building. It had no front door, and I'd go down the alleyway, and it was attached to a, to a series of other little suites and offices that I never could find how to get into the dojo. So, you know, a couple of years passed, and Kajikimbo came to me because oh. a group from Dyer Air Force Base, uh, the chief instructor was, was Seafood George Jackson at the time, came down to the city recreation center, which I was there, and that's where I got involved with Kajikimbo. So Kajikimbo found me. So I figured that's what I needed to do because my I'm a, I'm a creative kind of guy anyway, and Kajikimbo allows you to be creative and 
you know, it's 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 not so uh, it's not so standardized where you can't learn other things and incorporate those things with it. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, Dr. Kimball found me, and I've been a been a practitioner of Kaji Kimbo, you know, for over 40 years now, and uh, exercises that I developed as a young man by myself to help my speed, focus, and power uh, is what was uh, the noble way. And I I put these exercises and target drills together and and added them to my teaching teaching curriculum and sent a video to Sejo in Parado. And Uh Sejo in Parado, uh, endorsed and, and blessed what I was doing. So I oh, got cool. my teaching certificate endorsed by Imperato at the same time uh, under Grandmaster Richard Peralta, uh, Dr. Vince Black, and Cesar Imperato signed my teaching certificate. So anyway, right. so Kaji Kimbo is my baby, and the noble the noble way is my contribution with my with my noble method target drills uh, that that's kind of added to the system, and it's a great success. Right and I'd like to say hello to I like to say hello to Lady Reed. I met her in Hollywood that year and hadn't talked to her since. So hello Lady Reed. Hello, sir. How are you? It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> good to hear yours as well. I don't think I've talked to you since I saw you in Hollywood. It's a pleasure yeah. to talk to you again. <laughs> exactly. Thank God for right Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Exactly. Actually, the social media really, you know, has brought the the martial art community together because like you know back in the old days we had to call each other and you know travel you know my horse and carriage <laughs> yeah <laughs> and telephone oh. calls was expensive right <laughs> Definitely. yeah and, you know, yes. those long distance calls were expensive you know um and you had to yell remember when you had to yell into a phone when if you were <laughs> like in new york you know, that kind of thing. So, anyway. Um, oh, this reminds me. Before we take the next call, um, I just got a message from uh, one of my students, Jeremy Newman, down there in California. Um, he's been studying diligently every day since the last time I was down there, which was uh, the week weekend of uh, New Year's. Studying every day and practicing every day, um, and uh, I've recently certified him as a teacher for the eight sections of brocade. Qigong How does that? He is a level one instructor. I sent him his temporary certificate. And I'm going to order his formal certificate here in uh, the next week or so. So congratulations to Jeremy Newman. So proud to have you on the Qigong instructor uh, roster there. <laughs> and he's he's going to, well. He said he's going to be at our honor day. Oh, good, good. That'll be great. I don't know if I'll have a certificate, uh, but it'll be great if I do. Speaking of the honor day, uh, uh, speaking of the honor day, Bob did. Did you get what I sent you? I did. I did. Okay. You saw it, Rusty, right? I saw it. Thank you so much, Professor. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Let's take another call. We've got area code 682. Thanks for being so patient. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Who's this? Well, you know who this is, Rusty. 
Oh, <laughs> George. No, because I don't memorize. I don't memorize phone numbers. <laughs> well, how many callers uh, call you from New York with a uh, Texas uh, number? Come on now. <laughs> why would I? Why would I? Why would? Why would I memorize a phone number when I can just like press a button? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> anyway, thanks for calling, man. What's your martial art? What's your mar- what are you doing now? And if you did anything prior, what was it? Well, I got my black belt back in '83 under Taekwondo under uh, Sam Jung Kim. Um, <laughs> then after I joined the military, I dabbled in several different martial arts along the way. Um, then uh, when I was uh, stationed in Washington State. Uh, my wife and I decided to get into some Chinese martial arts, and that's how we got in uh, connection with uh, Master Hong. And that's where I saw you for the first time. Mm-hmm. Now we were we were down a federal our school was down a federal way, uh, the Institute of Chinese Martial Arts, uh, but uh, we had they uh, our master had a connection with Master Hong, so that's how we got it with you guys. Mhm. Right on. Now, are you teaching, or how is that? Well, I got my black belt back in '83, and I taught um, until I joined the military in '85. Um, and when I started, I was I would guess I guess some people call that a like a junior black belt. Oh, right. uh, we didn't have we didn't have these skunk belts or anything like that. It was just a, a black belt with a white uh, tape on the end. Yeah, the skunk belt—that's awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got my full black belt before I left to go to the military. So right on, very cool. Very cool. So, but you're I, not I got a question to ask you because I asked you this on Facebook but never got an answer. All oh. right, because I saw the video of you trying to flip the water bottles. Oh, uh-huh. So they stood up. And then, like, the next video I saw was you kicking a uh, a dummy with a water bottle on top. Oh, right. So you kicked the dummy, <laughs> then, you kicked the, then you did another spinning back kick, and you kicked the water bottle. Right. My question is, did the water bottle land out the end or what? You know, one of these days, I'm going to, you know, I kind of want to try that. <laughs> that would be impossible, though, because then I wouldn't have to kick it if I wanted it to flip and land back on the thing, right? You know? <laughs> so I don't know. I'll have, I'll, have to work on, I'll have to work on something like that. But <laughs> Or, 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 or I can kick off the, I can kick the bag, which pops the bottle up, and I can see if I can stall it on my foot or on my hand. How's that? I'll, <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> and all my Taekwondo buddies, you need to work on that, too, because I don't know if I can do it. So, anyway, so stay tuned, folks, because uh, in a little bit, maybe about five or ten minutes, we're going to be joined right here on the line by the curator of the Martial Arts History Museum himself, 
curator, Michael Matuda. He's going to talk a little bit about the museum. And hopefully, if we kind of twist his arm a little bit, maybe he'll talk to us a little bit about his style of monkey kung fu. Uh, not very many people. I, I can't even get him. Now, Rusty, I told him yesterday. I told him it was yesterday today. I said, Michael, where are we? Because you know me. I don't like giving people choices. I don't say, can you please do this? No. It's like, when are you going to do this? When are we going to pencil you in at the, at the telethon, Michael? He says, well, I'm not going to do a whole form. I'm just going to do a couple techniques. I'm like, oh, crap. I want to see him do a whole form. Come out of retirement and do a whole form. <laughs> he I, won't do it. You know, I love it when you when you think you can give people no choices. <laughs> I, and sometimes it works. Other times it bites me right in behind. Yeah, I was gonna say, really like to see you try that with somebody like, oh, I don't know, like if Adriano Imperato was still alive. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right? <laughs> that big ham hawk of a fist of his and shove it right down where the sun goes. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs. For those of you that have never seen Tijo Emperado's hand, I couldn't even get my hand around it when I first met him. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, it was, and it was rock. It was all rock. I was just like, he had four right. rocks for him. I was just like, oh, my God, please don't hit, don't touch me. <laughs> don't hit me. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> oh, wow, I'm getting all these notifications that I'm getting Facebook messages. What's going on? Anyway, uh, so we have someone else that, uh, oh, Mikaele. Mikaele Armstrong has is watching, and he says that he started in Okinawa and Gojuru in 1982. He's also studied Aikido, Aikijujitsu, Muay Thai, Hungar, Tikiti Tirsha, Kali. And he's also a black sash and Wing Chun. And he's been practicing American Kempo Bujitsu for 20 years. That's a lot. Jeez, your, your martial arts list sounds like mine. <laughs> and uh, Jamie says, Hulk smash. And that's exactly what would happen if Pujo Imperato hits you. Hulk smash. <laughs> that's exactly what it would be like. Uh, let's see, what other comments do we have here? We have Soaking Dave Johnson watching. Also, we got all sorts of happy faces and applauses. Thank you for watching, Soke. Awesome. So, for anyone that wants to tell us a little bit about their martial arts, give us a call. We're at 347-677-0699. You can talk with us live right here and on Facebook Live. Oh, it looks like Professor Patrick had to drop out. That's too bad. That's too bad. Anyway, so while we're waiting for Michael Matsuda to give us a call, let's... uh. Uh, take a question that we had briefly gone into last week or the week before, I don't remember, and that was uh, most memorable moments. Most memorable martial arts moments. Say that ten times fast. (laughs) What is one memorable moment that will never leave your mind that you've had in the martial arts? Let's see it down in the comments below. What about you, lady? What's one memorable 
event or experience that you had in the martial arts so far? Uh, for me, I must say um, it's inspiring, and I was inspiring uh, uh, Eric Gold from through martial arts, and mm-hmm. um, you know he's he's um, a champion in uh, kickboxing, and 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 he he's never uh, lost any fight, right? And I it was Knocked the first time that out. I was yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to say that. You, you knocked him out. <laughs> really? Uh, um, yeah, oh kinda, kinda, kinda between the, between the legs. You know, uh, oh, I didn't not- mean to. <laughs> Was he wearing a cup? Was he wearing a cup? He wasn't wearing a cup. I thought he was, you know, but uh, I sh- I should have known that he didn't. Yeah, and <laughs> it happened so fast, you know. <laughs> I was so afraid of him. He's so tall and he's so big for me. And oh no! And you just that was him in the balls. Yes, oh, I did my my technique on him, and uh, yeah, that was memorable enough for me. And apparently, it was memorable for him as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah. he he didn't he didn't forget me, you know. I think it was so memorable for him that he brought his uh, students uh, from Germany last you know, year. Imagine he sees you 20 years later and goes, hey, it's Lady. You're the one you yeah. me so much. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what a, what a way for someone to remember you. He broke my right one so swollen. <laughs> George, what's what's a memorable what's a memorable martial arts moment for you? George, do we still got you? Oh, I'm here. Oh, um, yeah, we're talking to you now. So, what's a do you have a memorable martial arts moment? Well, let's see. I was in Germany. I first got there, and we had a uh, a, a tournament that uh, they had me uh, referee for because I was uh-huh. one of the few black belts around there, so I had all the black belts referee the tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one this one fight I was uh, refereeing at, the, the kid was Turkish, and his mm-hmm. uh, sensei was, uh, I want to say Chinese, did not, and he did not speak a word of English. And as far as I could tell, the Turkish kid didn't speak a word of Chinese, so I don't know how they did any kind of, teacher-student thing going on back and forth, but it somehow worked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and this Turkish kid was just running through opponents left, right, and center. You know, it, the the referee would go, coup for Kumite, and all of a sudden the kid was in the air, back fist, boom, end of the fight, you know. Uh-huh. And so he came across this one really large German kid, and... Uh, the referee yelled Kumite, the kid jumped in the air to do a back fist, the German German kid grabbed him, threw him down the ground and started beating about the, about the face and shoulders all over the place. Oh, and the man. German had a rule that if you if you drew blood, you were disqualified. 
Yeah. And the German kid, and the German kid basically broke the kid's nose like in three places. He, the kid was bleeding all over the place. Oh, so the man. German kid was was uh, <clears throat> was uh, disqualified, and the Turkish kid was uh, let off to his, uh, his sensei to get him uh, some medical help. And about an hour later, the Turkish kid was brought back on for his final fight for the tournament. Uh-huh. So he gets in there, and his nose is going, like, north and south or whatever, but the bleeding has stopped. <laughs> so, he's, so he's sitting there getting ready to start the fight, and then his nose starts to, starts to trickle blood. Oh, no. And, um, and he's like, hold on a second, you're, you're bleeding again. You, and you step back to your sensei, and the, and, uh, the referee is basically telling him, I'm sorry, you can't fight. You're still bleeding. You can't fight. And he goes, I want to fight. I want to fight. And so he steps back puts his hands to either side of his nose and blows his nose. And I can hear his nose cracking back and forth as he blows his nose to get rid of the blood. Okay, so I can I can hear the bones oh going back and forth. God. He wipes his nose on his gi. He gets back in the fight, back in the ring. He's like, I'm ready to go now. And his nose has stopped bleeding, but his opponent was like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> And he, didn't want to, he, and he didn't want to touch the kid at all, you know. <laughs> so they ended up scaring the hell out of, out of his opponent. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was, you know, that when, when you said that, you know, he, he, he bled all over and wiped himself all over his gear. It reminds me of a black belt grading that I attended. And the candidate um, was... So he, he just got his ass kicked all over the place, and the test was so strenuous. And I was actually thinking, oh my gosh, you know, let up on him a little bit, man. He's probably going to be starting to pass out. He might puke or whatever. Well, anyway, we stopped him in the middle of sparring, and we were going to ask him some questions. And we started to, he's standing there, and he started to like sway a little bit. His eyes started rolling into the back of his head. And we asked, are you okay? And he kind of goes like this. He kind of holds up a finger and just kind of says, one moment. And he opens the lapel of his gi and he just and just pukes into it, right? And then puts his lapel back and pats it. <laughs> and he says, I'm, I'm fine now. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, granted, he was wearing a he was wearing a black gi, but I was like, no, Yeah, I know, right? That's what I thought. I'm like, I'm not smart, him. Next, you know, and hear that noise if you punch him. That's no. I know, right? And he's a no. That's no. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. But but you know. You got to hand it to those guys that have that never say, never say die mentality, right? They're like, oh, I'm just going to puke. Right. And they don't care. I've never <laughs> heard of that, though. I've never heard anybody do that. Oh, I years. was there. I was there. Man, I saw it and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> of course. You know, Rusty, what was really funny when Jordan started talking and said, I was in a competition in Germany. I would have sworn he was going to say, I was sparring this little Filipino girl. She kicked me in the ball. 
Hold on a second. I'm sorry. That's re- that that's reserved for my ex-wife. She was Filipino. That was her job. So. <laughs> oh well, didn't didn't she keep him in her purse? I know mine does. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, it looks like Lady had to. Oh, we lost Lady. She didn't even yeah. hear that joke. Yeah, she oh. we lost her. She she had to bow out about five minutes ago. Hey, we've got our friend Miles Bonner. He's he's watching, and he says great story Who? and reaction. Miles Bonner, Miles. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. and since he's on the line, do not ignore my invitation, Miles. I want you there on our honor day, February 11th, in two Miles, weeks. Did you get that? We want to see you <laughs> at the Dynamic Dojo Honor Day. Now, here's the thing, Bob. When when you send out invitations. It, it's not like the invitations go to their Facebook inbox. It's just it's just a notification. I know, it's just notification. That's why I am telling him. Yeah. I want to see you there. Yeah. There. And, you know, I, I get notifications. I know I get uh, event notifications. It's just that I don't see them because they're lost in, like, a bajillion notifications, right? And then if I happen to check... The calendar, the Facebook calendar, that's when I find out, oh, my gosh, I'm missing this or I'm missing that or whatever. But I don't get. Oh, yeah. uh, I've also started posting them on on other people's walls so that they can't ignore. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it, you know, or send send the event directly to somebody's email. Um, So that's exactly I I did that, too. Yeah. So anyway, we hope to see you, Miles. Uh, Miles says, I'm going to try to contact George. I did respond. Huh, okay. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah. So, Miles, you mean you're going to try to contact George, as in the George that we're talking to right now? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, no, he's not. He's trying to, he says he's going to contact my old instructor. That I was oh. when I was eight, when I was twenty years old. Oh, 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 oh! George, who was that again? Merzlinowski. Oh, right, 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 right. So you have to say it for me to remember it. Okay, so <clears throat> yeah. So apparently Miles did did respond. So there you go. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So looking forward to seeing you because you're just right around the corner there, buddy. It's been a while since I've seen yeah, you. Yeah, there's no excuses. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, just, I do remember his response. His response was interested. His response oh. wasn't, I'm going. So I have to remind him. Okay, so. And Miles. his number's been disconnected because I called him, too. <laughs> well, I guess that's a hint, Miles. You're going to have to give Bob your new phone <laughs> There you go. All right. So our phone number here is 347. Speaking of phone numbers, nice segue, huh? 347. That was a beautiful segue. Yeah. Our phone number is 347-677-0699. We're still talking about what martial arts that we do. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your first martial arts, and uh, we'll keep talking about that until we hear from the curator of the Martial Arts History Museum, Michael Matsuda. All right. So... Uh, I already told I already told last last week or the week before about my most memorable martial arts moment, but I'm not going to go into that because that one's just about as gross as puking into your gi. 
Well, I I thought, do... and when they when they start start talking about the blood, that was when I <laughs> thought you were going to go back into that story. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not going to go back to that. Although I I will. Oh, here's one. Janie says training with my instructor's daughter before she went to Spain with the WKU. She needed work using her hands because she uses her face to block with. <laughs> oh my God. So they put a hula hoop on the floor and told us to put one foot in and start boxing, which I'm better at. Giving her an inch and I dropped my hand and she plowed me straight in the nose. I was saying, nice, and had to run to the bathroom and take care of my bloody nose all over my white dobok. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, man. So I, I remember I have another memorable moment. It was when I was still in Botokukan Karate. I was uh, I was uh, in a sparring match at a tournament, and I was sparring another Botokukan black belt, Margaret McGregor. And back then, we called her Mad Dog, because that's how, that's how she sparred. Margaret Mad Dog McGregor, she was an animal. And, uh, you know, and <laughs> and, but you know what? We had to be, because, you know, at that time, there were only like four female black belts in the whole system. <laughs> that was it. Four. <laughs> and we, when we had to spar with the guys, we went full on. Anything goes. We had to go into animal mode every time we sparred. Um, and that was back when protective gear was optional. Remember those days, you guys, when protective oh, gear yeah. was and even even if you did have protective gear, you had like this little foamy thing about the size of a Band-Aid <laughs> covering your knuckles, right? Anyway, but so we were sparring, and uh, me and Margaret, we absolutely love each other. And But it just turned out to be almost like an MMA match because every time we started sparring, we'd be screaming the high heaven, and we we were knocking over chairs. We were bumping into into the into the judges' chairs. We were bumping at uh, bumping into like head tables. We were on head tables, knocking over tables, pounding each other on the tables. <laughs> oh my god! It was just all over the place, and they would stand us up, and then they'd say "Hajime, wow!" and we'd just like start rolling around on the ground, and that was the only time it happened I don't know what happened after that we just never did that ever again but that day we were just knocking each other silly all over the floor and going out of bounds and going into the next ring and just plowing the heck out of each other like a melee right (laughs) we were both disqualified they just let us fight Wow, that was like when Kogan meets WWE meets Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. And boy, <laughs> Mar- Margie, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> I remember that, girl. I remember that. I remember that. Oh, my, just pounding the crap out of each other. And it's like, I, my nose was bleeding, but it wasn't broken. I didn't have to make noise to. To like clear all the blood out of it and stuff like that. Oh 
Oh my God! But that's that's pretty funny. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, look at some more comments here. Janie says, "I train unprotected with another black belt. We feel it makes us better martial artists. You can't be afraid to get hit if you're gonna do a martial art. That's right. That's right. You know, in Kajipembo, um, contact is a given." You know, they say that if you didn't go home with a bloody nose or a split lip, you didn't train hard enough. And even if you had to go to the hospital, five times out of ten, you always came back because classes were like three or four hours long. <laughs> so you can go to the hospital, <coughs> get checked out, come back to class. There you go. So, but, yeah, you know, would I do that now? Mm, yeah. You know, sparring maybe, but not like the full-on, you know, rolling around on the ground and slamming each other on tables and, you know, kicking each other and breaking ribs and stuff like that. I don't know if I do that anymore. But will I make contact? You bet. You bet. Um, I'm just. Yeah, if you spend the whole hour throwing knives and flipping bottles, you're good, right? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just blessed to have uh, a lot of my black belts are guys. So I'm just blessed to have them to play with and stuff like that. Cause they, they grew up um, in this art um, making contact and you know, they're not afraid to make contact with the gals. You know, they just have to ask the new, the new gals, you know, I'm going to go light it first, you know, and bless her heart. We have a new, we have a new uh, white belt. Her name's Jen. And she just gets in there and rough and tumbles with the with the best of them. You know, she hasn't even gotten her yellow belt yet. She's just kicking ass and taking names. So, anyway, Jen, <laughs> you're doing awesome. <laughs> Janie says, um, uh, I'm 45. Well, I don't think that I would go WWE, LOL. Nathan Hobart says, you're so adorably cute. Who, me or Bob? <laughs> Oh wait, it's gotta be me because Bob's not on the not on the not on screen right now. So because Bob's gonna. Well, I know. <laughs> hey. Bob, Bob said, no, 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 you say that. That's what Bob said. I That's do. <laughs> Bob says that he's got a face for radio. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. You're a sweetie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that was one of my memorable moments. Just. Causing a ruckus and destroying the gymnasium. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, Michael's class must be gone long today. Yeah. Did he forget? Did he say? Thank you, Nathan. You're such a sweetie. <laughs> anyway, did he forget? Do you have to text him? I'm and, going to right now. All right. But in the meantime. Nathan, what's your martial art? Comment down below. That would be awesome. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. And if you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Well, you can't really read that because it's backwards. I just realized that. It's backwards. Everything's backwards. My shirt is backwards. It's just like everything's backwards. Why why does why does turning the camera around do that? Why can't it just anyway? Anyway. <laughs> All right, did you get a hold of Michael there? 
Bob? I, I just texted him. Okay, awesome. Our phone number is 347-677-0699. What martial art do you do? What martial art do you teach? If you did a previous martial art than the one that uh, you're doing now, what was it? Jenny says, ass backwards. That's right. It's ass backwards. Ass backwards. It says, oh, John, it can't get to step cock. Oh, my God. Watch your language. I know. That's what it says backwards. So we have someone calling from uh, 818 last Four numbers, one one oh nine. Is that Michael? Let me look. <clears throat> I believe so. Okay, we've got uh, Marie Burns watching. Hey, Marie, how you doing, girl? Thanks for watching. Let's let's take this line. Yeah, area code. Yes, eight, that is. Area Hello? code eight one eight. I this is this is Michael Matsuda, the curator of the Martial Arts History Museum. Yay! How you doing? Good. I'm on the air now. Finally. Yay! Thanks for reminding me, Robert. <laughs> we, I knew it And Russell said Did he forget <laughs> I said yes Just in Sorry, time I got caught up. <laughs> Okay you know We know you're busy over there You know we're readying for that special event In fact I'm going to turn the mic over To Michael here um, Because you know you, you always sound so excited When you talk about it And I love hearing you talk about it So tell us about the telethon <laughs> well, thank you again, uh, Robert, so much for reminding me. Uh, my mind just all over the place. So, uh, Telethon, very excited, very exciting thing. We, you know, we always have exciting things happening at the museum. You know, the, the museum is, if I may say, it's not just, just a place to, to look at stuff and, and want, you know, have history, which is wonderful, which is the whole idea of it. But uh, it's also a place uh, that we can do a lot of things at, you know, have events, uh, you know, do special, special seminars, workshops, uh, a home for the martial arts. And one of the great things to, to do is new ventures. And this is a new venture, our telethon. Uh, it's going to be the first ever 24-hour telethon of uh, of the martial arts uh, to raise funds for the museum to get our new location. You know, we're having growing pains at our location uh, as far as kids are concerned when tours of the kids coming in. And we've just been approved by the school district, so I'm going through the formality of the paperwork and all that. But um, you're talking uh, 785 LAUSD schools just in Southern California around us. You know, that's six, six grades in elementary school plus, you know, all the kids there. So we're talking, right. you, know, you know, you know, the Natural History Museum gets in 2,000 kids a day and we have access to those same kids so we need a bigger location. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what this is going to do. Um, we're, the Impact Our Future is launching a variety of different ventures, and one of them is the telethon. And we're going to be having uh, people call in. We're going to be live on Facebook 24 hours from the museum site to, uh, you know, you guys' uh, Facebook page. 
and so on. So it's anybody that comes over, put us live on their Facebook page. And then we're going to have comedians. We're going to have, uh, you know, magicians. We're going to have singers. We're going to have demonstrations. Uh, we're going to have uh, interviews. We're going to have all this great stuff so people can see us 24 hours a day. And that way they can call in and, um, make, you know, give some money to the museum or uh, go on PayPal and pay and, and get, the, you know, uh, funds for the museum. And that way it's a tax deduction as well. But it gets us more on the map, you know, this way. 24 hours, people in Australia can see us at 2 in the morning and 3 in the morning, and they can see all this really cool stuff that we're doing at the museum and all the wonderful people that's going to be there doing stuff to celebrate it. So that's it in a quick nutshell. It's going to be a blast, and we're going to have food. We're going to have treats. We're going to have people Skyping in, and uh, it's just going to be really fun that we're going to have a great time raising funds for the museum and just hanging out together and trying to stay awake for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I That's still want a before and after picture, Rusty. <laughs> no, I, I think we'll look somewhat okay. I think we'll look okay, except, you know, the hair, you know. I'm just going to, and me, you know me, I start to feel gross if I don't shower in the morning. Right. And I kind of like, right, you know. So, yeah, we'll see what happens, you know. And uh, I, I have to be in a good mood Sunday morning because I'm doing a, the morning Tai Chi. Wake up that's with Tai right, Chi. That's right, that's right. So, but, yeah, it's going to be 24 hours of we're going to do Facebook live feeds every hour on the hour. There'll be small breaks, you know, like 15 minutes or whatever to, to let our cameras cool down a little bit. But, you know, every hour on the hour, there's going to be something. Something. Yes, yes. Even if it's and, you know, lathering. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's great about this, you know, it's 24 hours. That, you know, people in New York and people, on, you know, in Japan and people all over the world can tune in and see what's happening at the museum and meet everybody there online, you know, see everybody and even ask questions and stuff online, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk a little bit back and forth online and, and uh, you know, doing this all for a great effort because martial arts is such a part of us and it's spread across the world. And now yeah. the world can have an opportunity. Everybody can have an opportunity to watch and to uh, help the museum by supporting it financially. Yes, yes. It's, you know, it's, it's great. And and I, I was telling uh, viewers last week that the museum is the only museum of its kind um, that we know of in the world. So, yeah, you know, yeah. wouldn't it be great for the rest of the world to see what's going on? Because we're normally asleep when they're awake. I have a friend in Australia that, you know, always gets a hold of me, like at midnight, 1 o'clock or whatever, to ask me questions or whatever. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know what time it is over here? <laughs> it's 2 in the morning, dude. And it's like, you know, like early evening or whatever it is over there, right? And, you know, you know how yeah. you forget which is so instant, right? And, yeah, uh, yeah and it's, it's, I mean, it's amazing how many people we miss. In fact, the other day, just on a whim, I decided to stay up a little bit and just kind of like, you know, get a little bit of training in for the, <laughs> for the 11th, right? So I stayed up until yeah. about like 3 o'clock, and I'm surprised at how many Facebook friends their the stuff that they post, I miss it all because I'm asleep. 
So everyone all over the place, Germany, Japan, you know, Siberia, Australia, South Africa, everywhere, you know, please try to tune in. If you're within earshot of my voice, which you should be because I put this in as worldwide public, um, you know, tune in the weekend of December 11th or December <laughs> February 11th. <laughs> yep. Yeah, sorry. I was looking at my calendar that I haven't changed it, and it still says December. February 11th. <laughs> Tune in every hour on the hour on on my uh, my page, Bob's page, um, the Martial Arts History Museum Michael's page. Michael's page. Huh? The Michael's yeah. page. Michael's page, the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio page, because – the second we go live, we're going to share it to all these pages, and we invite you to share, share the news, too, because where else can you find 24 hours of continuous entertainment? That yeah, yeah. Just, you know, Jerry Lewis type, you know, song and dance type stuff. I mean, we will have singing and dancing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Okay, but we'll also have all sorts of other stuff. In fact, I'm looking for the schedule now. <laughs> I've, got, I've got it right in front of me. Okay, Bob, tell us a little bit about who's going to be appearing at the telethon. Well, we are going to have uh, uh, William Crimson Ford and his Lion Dance team going to be opening it up. Woo! Then we're going to have uh, comedy by Brandy Pym. Uh, Felix Roles is going to, is going to do a, uh, a colleague demo. We've got the comedy of Mark Hoadley. America, now, this is, this is going to be a fun thing. America's Abbasamas is going to be a sumo challenge, is going to have a sumo challenge, which means he is going to talk about sumo, tell our listeners and watchers a little bit about sumo, and then he's going to have a sumo challenge. Try to push me off the stage, Grasshopper. That's how it's going to be. That'll be cool. Trying to push that will a be big really cool. Restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and then are, we're gonna now, have Frank Marquez. Oh, go ahead. Are they gonna push him off the stage? Wait, is, I forgot. Is the stage raised? No, it's not. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> it is, but a little tiny, tiny, tiny yeah, bit. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just thinking stage. You know, like three feet, four feet. I think it was four feet. Oh no, no, like, nothing like that. No. I'm like no, because that would be dangerous. So. That reminds me no, of and then. What? That reminds me of the time when uh, Master Chen Sen Lei was uh, in town, and he t- he took the stage, and then he had uh, about five or six uh, men from the audience to come up and try to push him. Oh, that's and right. And he had back that. of front trying to push him, and he wasn't moving at all. Yeah, I remember that. I was there, and I was like, oh, I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you remember that, if you remember that. Uh, I was one of those, he, he had each one of us try to, uh, like, hold on to his arm, and then he would throw us. Uh-huh. All right. And I was one of the last ones he threw, and I had some change in my pocket. So when he threw me, my change went flying all over the stage. <laughs> you remember that? Nice. I don't remember the, I don't remember the change flying all over the place. I just remember, like, <clears throat> a bunch of dudes trying to push him over. And I kind of like bumped, bumped the person next to me, and I said, "Oh, watch this." <laughs> watch this. Ain't nothing yeah, gonna he, happen. He was turning to the left and right, and 
and they were hitting the, hitting the stage like a sack of potatoes or whatever. But then he threw me, and I did a nice combat roll. I just popped back up on my, on my feet. He looked at me. He goes, oh, you're well trained. Okay, good job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looks like Mickey okay. Ailey's losing the live feed because his feed froze for some reason. Bye-bye, uh, I'll do it. <laughs> okay, well, what, we'll we'll get back get back to it real quick. This won't take long. Uh, <laughs> after that, after uh, America's uh, sumo challenge, we have Frank Marquez Knight's martial arts demo. Then getting into stunts with uh, Crystal Santos. Then we'll have a magician come on. Then the samurai sword seminar. Music by Kung Fu Cowboy will be. We'll, we'll be joining us at 11 p.m. on the 11th. Now, we go into February. Now, remember, there are some spots that are not filled yet. We're going mm-hmm. to have at 12 a.m. an Apache Knife Demo by Robert Redfeather, an mm-hmm. Elvis Tribute by Robert Dixon at 1 a.m., uh, Martial Arts Movie Critics at 1.45, where we discuss movies, and mm-hmm. at 1.30, uh, we will be interviewing uh, Michael Matsuda at 3.30 in the morning. Wow. Uh, we will be doing a Skype <clears throat> session with uh, a couple individuals, one of them being Art Camacho from uh, mm-hmm. 7 to 8. Yeah. Then you're going to do morning Tai Chi with Resita from 8.30 to 8.45. I'm sorry, from 8 to 8.45. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to have two dance troops in back-to-back. We're going to have Red Chair Dance at 9, Boys and Girls Club Dance at 9.30. Then we are going to have a museum product fashion show, which will include the, the Red Chair Dance and the Boys and Girls Club modeling the products that the museum offers. Nice. Uh, 10.30 to uh, 11, we're going to have Lady Reed. Do a demo and a and uh, yoga at eleven. We're gonna have Norco Taekwondo do a demo at twelve forty-five. William Ford is going to uh, his demo team is gonna come out and entertain us. One fifteen. We're gonna have Ray Maison uh, perform a Lua demo, which is him and I talked yesterday, which is gonna be a really cool thing. Wing Chun Temple is gonna do their demo at one forty-five p.m. Uh, Angie Abad is going to do her demo and with her husband at 2.15. Uh, we're going to have music by Dorette Guinevere at 3 o'clock. And Angie Abad is going to close it out with the hula at 4 o'clock. And somehow, Michael, I am missing him. I must have got rid of it before I saved it. Uh, who did we sign up today for a late night uh, uh, show at about uh, 12.30? Uh, that's going to be country music legend uh, Ronnie Mack. Uh, Ronnie. He's going to come that's and do a performance. It. So that's going to be pretty nice. Cool. Very cool. This is going to be exciting. And, folks, we still have a few uh, time slots available. We have a 2 a.m. time slot and a 4 a.m. time slot for those of you that don't uh, that don't sleep. Uh, 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. on Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. So if you're interested in um, having your school do a demo, um, hey, it's free advertising. Um, 
And, yes, it's a great lineup. Thank you, Jeannie, for commenting. It's an awesome lineup. Um, but we still have a, a few time slots, to, like I said, 2 a.m., um, 3 to 3.30 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. And let's see, we have a little time slot between 11.30 a.m. and noon. Um, and, yeah. So we've got about, you know, five time slots available. So get a hold of myself or Robert Deal or Michael Matsuda if you'd like to uh, volunteer to uh, showcase your stuff, song and dance, music, now, commercial we, we should We should talk about also, Rusty, once you're done, we should go into donations on yes, how I'm to. Done. I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, you're done. Okay. So there's going to be two ways. To be able to donate, one, they're going to be able to call the museum for a full 24 hours. Somebody will personally pick up the phone. And if it's busy, that means we're helping somebody else out, and they should call back. And we will also have donation buttons on the Telethon website on the museum's page. Is that correct, Michael? Is that how we're going to do it? Yeah, that's correct. Uh Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We, We... we may be a wreck, but I'm looking forward to it. Yes. People it's can donate you know. at any time. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, people can donate at any time. You can call in and talk to somebody personally who will uh, take your info for your donation, or you can just hit some buttons on the Martial Arts History Museum website, and we will post links to um, the donation pages on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page and the Martial Arts History Museum. Uh, I'm getting my organizations mixed up. We will post links to the Martial Arts History Museum donation pages on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio page on Facebook and on my personal profile page and on Bob's personal profile page and my school's page and the whole nine yards. And we suggest that if you've been honored at the Martial Arts History Museum, or if you enjoy the Martial Arts History Museum, please consider donating. Please consider coming in and doing a, you know, showcasing your talent in one of those <laughs> empty time slots. <laughs> and uh, let's get the museum into a new phase, hopefully this year. Yes. Soon. Sooner than later. Exactly, exactly. You know, people always say they, they uh, martial arts has done a lot of stuff for them and and uh, helped them in their life and uh, create new goals and uh, reach new heights. Uh, the museum has made um, movie stars out of some people, MMA champions, and so on. They always say the martial arts has done wonders for me. Well, you know, let's let's do for the martial arts. The best way to yeah. do for the martial arts is to keep the history of the arts alive. And and this is a great opportunity for everybody to come on board. I know people have been waiting on the fence, wanting to see if it's happening and if the museum's going to stay. But this is our 18th year, so <laughs> we're here to yeah. stay. So let's let everybody help out, share this news with everybody, tell everybody about the telethon, you know, and uh, even pop in at the museum. You know, we're going to be open 24 hours a day. Yeah. And everybody's uh, free to the public to come in. Yeah, come on in. So, yeah, so it's you know it's gonna be a blast. It, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, uh, Restita said she's gonna stay up all night, right? <laughs> Twenty-four hours. <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best. Gonna, I, I might do the 
corner doing micro sweeps, you know, like a 10 minute nap, just so I don't like, you know, fall out. Because I've done that before where I've been so tired. Well, I'll, I'll be talking to someone and I'll just fall out. And that's the last thing I want to do during an interview is fall out. <laughs> and besides, you know, I mean, you know, um, you know, I did, I did do a little research on this, that, you know, that even though we might say that we're up 24 hours straight, we actually go through periods of micro sleep where our brain just shuts off and says, okay, we're going to go into REM sleep for about 30 seconds. And then you wake up again. Right. Um, and it's supposed to keep you from going absolutely insane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so make sure that you guys do some, you know, quick naps in the corner or something like that, so I don't have to deal with insane people. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's going to be so fun, and you know, for people who want to stop on by, uh, please bring some food. We're going to have a potluck there at the museum. Yeah. So you know, bring some uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken or you know some orange chicken from uh, Panda Express or. Right, Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell, right? <laughs> or, <laughs> or anything, uh, you know, because we're having a potluck and we'll have a nice party there during the whole yeah. telethon, and, and it'll be a great time to just hang out, you know, and uh, yeah. uh, it'll be a, it'll be really fun, and I'm really excited about this, you know. Um, we kind of uh, talked about it. Oh, I want to say, in case you hadn't announced it, and you probably have, uh, at 4 o'clock we're starting the telethon, but we're honoring, you know, Dynamic Dojo Radio. You told everybody, right? Yeah. About it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's going to start. We're going to honor these two guys, so it's going to be really cool. But, you know, it, it's going to be a blast. really is. And, uh, you know, we're going to go as long as we can and stay awake as long as we can and have a lot of fun. And uh, I'm very excited about it. I, you know, we're not putting a limit on the uh, on amount, uh, the amount we're raising. We're going to do our best. And whatever yeah. we can raise, and that's what we're going to raise, we're going to announce it, you know, how much we got in and stuff like that. But we're not going to put a, a an amount we're going for. We're just going to do what we can do, and we'll yeah. go from there. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Let's do our best. I'd really love to see the museum get into a bigger space because, We'd love to see all that stuff come out of storage, Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we have, I was just telling somebody today, you know, we have uh, Manny Apacios, uh gloves and shoes in storage. We have uh, Doc Pai Wong's uniform. We have, uh, you know, Jimmy H. Wu's uniform. We have oh, wow. uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, we have uh, the, the original uh, coat from uh, Karate Kid. We have um, the original headband from Karate Kid 3. We have a, a bunch of stuff uh, all in storage that uh, we just don't have room to bring out. And uh, it'd be wow. nice to have the space to to do seminars and have a stage yeah. and have performances and, you know, movie premieres and all that. You know, and I think that the, the, the martial arts has done so much for all of us that it deserves to have a nice place that people from all over the world can come and visit and, and have a home for the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It, it would be great if people, like you said, if people like from, I don't know, South Africa or Germany or wherever, 
if they come and visit LA, come visit the Martial Arts History Museum. Uh, we'd love to get the word out about the uh, uh, about the museum all over the world. Jamie yeah, says, you know, <laughs> you know, we get visitors, uh, you know, not just locally. Like we had some people from San Pedro, we had people from up north that just came and not to see the museum. You know, they came. We came down here especially to see the museum. Wow. So that's very nice. That's very cool. And uh, I, I, I would say, you know, I, I wish we had a bigger place. And that way they can spend all day there, you know, and enjoy the yeah. museum and, you know, have a little, uh, you know, a little store there, maybe a coffee yeah. shop in there. Wouldn't that be cool? That be you know, cool. we can have uh, cool. Kung Fu coffee or something. We can serve orange chicken. <laughs> From Pan Express, yeah. That's a joke, folks, really. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> Panda Express is not going And this will be the first one I'm going to set up where we're going to do our honor day live on Facebook. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Talk about that a little, Bob, about this being a first for a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, they've already started right. videotaping them, but we are going to, between a couple of our phones, be able to do Facebook Live and do our honor day. Uh for for an hour at least for an hour and a half that Facebook allows us to do, right? That'll that'll be really cool. That that but will be know, awesome. You know what I just realized? I've been live on Facebook since six p.m. and it's seven forty-four. So maybe. So you've got one minute. No, <laughs> no, you've been over an hour and a half. I, yeah, I'm I'm past the ninety-minute mark. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> wow, because I even I googled it the other day and it said one and said ninety minute was max. Yeah. yeah, but and you are still are. live. And I'm still live, and my phone isn't. Wow. And my phone isn't overheating yet, so this is a good thing. So if we make it through the rest of tonight's show, we've only got like fifteen minutes left, and we technically could do the whole honor day. But then, <laughs> but then my phone's gonna have to take a little break. Because <laughs> <laughs> I sure to be kind of, you know, people uh, honor days. Um, in case uh, the public hasn't known, we do this thing called honor days at the museum, where we honor individuals uh, or different things for, uh, you know, um, you know. I always say, look, people who pass away, and we say these wonderful things about them that they're not there to hear it, and I think that's a shame. So it's better to have while these people are still alive and still with us to show our appreciation. So right. we created these honor days. And these honor days are about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, up to two hours. And we take time to honor people. And not just honor people, we, we talk about them. We give them a, the museum certificate, official certificate designed by Ed Parker. Uh, we show video of their life. We show two videos of their life. You know, uh, since they were little kids till today, and then we, um, we, you know, we play music that they like, and then we read their biography, and then we toast them a little bit, talk about their personal life, and then and then we ask people to come on up and talk about them and say a few words about them, say thank you, and at the end we bring up the guests of honor to talk, 
and uh, say, you know, how they feel. And it's a nice time to say thank you and to give honor to somebody. And we've, we've been doing that for the last several years, and it's been a big hit at the museum. And we're going to do that for Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio and honor uh, Rusty and Robert for what they've done for this community and the impact they have made on the martial arts history. And I think it's going to be a wonderful time honoring them, and I hope everybody can make it there. Come on out, folks. It's going to be fun. Yes, and you know, there has never been an honor day, Rusty, that has ever started on time, but because we have the telethon right after, we have to tell people, be there at 3.30. Don't come in at 401. Be there at 3.30. Because we're going to be starting. Because we will start without you. Yeah, we will start without you. This is a, this is. Yeah, this is a, a, a weekend with a mission <laughs> and fun and party. So, yes. yeah, potluck, party, come on out. It's going to be a party for 24 hours, folks. 24 yeah. hours in any you know, time. <laughs> in all the honor days, we've only had two that ever started on time. Leo Fong Day and Wen Mei Yu Day, the older adults, all the yes. older people came, and they were there early. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to go to bed early. They had to get, they had to get dinner. It was 4 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jamie says about, about our live feed still going on, she says, they haven't detected you yet. Facebook Live Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jamie. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. We are Facebook Live Ninjas. Oh my goodness. So we've only got a few minutes left. So um do you guys have anything else that you'd like to add regarding the event or any other stuff happening before the telethon? What's going on in the next couple weeks over there? Uh, that's really about it, huh, Robert? We're just uh, meeting galore to uh, make sure this is going to, everybody comes and get food and stuff like that and uh, make sure everybody has a blast, you know? Um, I think it's, it's always great to have fun, you know, and doing these kind of things, and it's a great adventure. How cool is that, you know, yeah. to be the first ever telethon for the martial arts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is amazing. It's a very historical day. And I, I don't think people, it may hit them later, but they got to realize how how monumental this day is. Oh, yeah. You know, John Corcoran is going to put in part of his history of the first music, martial arts telethon ever. Really? Wow. Wow. In this book of world records. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Making history at the martial arts. History Museum. How cool is that? So, February 11th starts at 4. 4 on the dot. We are starting 4 on the dot. Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Honor Day, followed immediately by the Martial Arts History Museum 24-hour straight telethon. It's going to be 24 hours of party. So, if you can't sleep and you're in the L.A. Burbank area or whatever, come on in. The doors are going to be open. Come on in party with us, have some food with us. Hey, we might even catch you for an interview. Hey, I've got my, my buddy Amanda watching and she says, I miss you, Rusty. I miss you too. I promise we're going to get the bullwhip group uh, going up again. Been on hiatus for a little bit. 
sick. I've been traveling. I've been living with my mom's estate, the whole nine yards. But let's uh, let's get it going. We'll see about trying to get it going in February. I'll get a hold of you, Amanda. So watch for a message from me. All right. So, Bob, any last words before we sign off tonight? No, I think we're going to do a, a, one more show of uh, a lot of uh, museum events. We'll talk about the telethon again, push it a little bit more. And uh, yep. it's going to be a great time, and you're going to be down here in two weeks. Uh, yep. You have to remember now, Michael, we're going to come over as almost as soon as Rusty lands to t- test the equipment out because we had technical difficulties last week and okay. uh, making sure everything's up and running, put the seats in and all that, and maybe catch some Z's before the day because we've got food to pick up. We've got, yeah, we've got yeah. a lot of stuff to take care of. And we were doing yeah. donation letters, taking out to see if people would donate to the event. We've got some good leads going. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be uh, great. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, I'm going to be hitting the ground running the second I get off that plane. And and I want to say thank you to so many of these uh, wonderful people who are volunteering their time to help us out. Uh, Robert and Rashita, of course, and Jenny. I want to say a shout out to Jenny Deal for helping us so much. You know, and and all these wonderful people, they didn't ask for any money. They're just going to come and perform for the museum. You know, they're just going to do it on their own and help us out. And I want to say thank you. I, I think so highly of these guys. Uh, giving of their time and donating their time to 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 help us for this great cause. So thank you to every, all the performers and the volunteers ahead of time for for doing this and not asking for funds. Just just giving of yourselves to give back to the martial arts. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Now that's our cue. It is time for us to sign out. I want to thank everyone that.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.